0: Hello, world. I'm Nathan Lee, and this is Flags and Fouls. This is a part of Lee Three Pods. We are hoping to also have a tennis podcast, Making a Racket. Stay up to date by checking out lee3pods.com and email our Twitter account at Flags and Fouls. Today on Flags and Fouls, we'll talk about the most interesting storylines, or at least what we think are the most interesting, in the National Football League and the National Basketball Association. I am joined, and I will be joined every episode, by three good friends of mine from high school, Sean Doherty, Jose Duran, and Omero Loya. Omero, why don't you start us off? <laughs> Hello, my name is Omero Loya. Um,
1: I currently go to Midland College, but it's connected to A&M. Uh, hopefully, you would like to major in architecture. My favorite sports teams are the Seattle Seahawks and on basketball, the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: Thunder, Thunder, all right. And the Seahawks fan, all right. First, you had a great offense and a bad defense, and now you managed to flip it. Good job, guys, you freaking clowns. Okay, now, Jose, <laughs> you're up next.
2: Hello, guys. My name is Jose Duran, and I am, I am attending Texas A&M and Midland College right now. Um, My major, hopefully, is going to be either computer science or uh, nuclear engineering, and my favorite NFL team is the Dallas Cowboys, and my favorite N- NBA team is the Dallas Mavericks.
3: How's that going for you?
2: Uh, going better than your salary, you cap, know. I Sean, like the
0: Mavs, but um. <laughs> at least oh yeah, playoffs. better than your salary, cap. <laughs> well, at least they're not the at least. Well, well, I'll let I'll let Sean get to his favorite team, Sean. <laughs> How's it going? My name's Sean Doherty. I go to Texas A&M.
3: My favorite teams are the New Orleans Saints, and, you know, I don't really have a favorite NBA team. I kind of started watching them a year ago, so I don't really have a favorite yet.
0: All right, all right. Yeah, the Saints have a lot of salary cap issues, but, you know, they at least win, unlike, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, who have all the salary cap issues in the world, and they're still even worse, somehow, than the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) It's amazing. And, of course, I am Nathan Lee. I go to Texas Tech. I am majoring in journalism and creative media industries. I hope to be a sports commentator. My favorite NFL team is the Houston Texans. Rip. We'll get to that in a little bit, or at least one of their players. And my favorite NBA team, I'm kind of like Sean, don't really have one, but I kind of split between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Dallas Mavericks.
2: What do you like about the Thunder? There's nothing in there besides tornadoes and sand.
0: Hey, I mean, I, I I don't know. I I liked when it was KD <laughs> and Westbrook, and, you know, I kind of <laughs> want to see him get back to that. I want to see it get back to what it could have been, you know, with KD and Westbrook and Harden, and I really – I think that would be interesting. I think that would be pretty cool, especially for a small market team.
3: They have a bright future ahead of them. They have a really bright
1: with future. With
0: all the picks they have. They better have a bright future. They got, like, 1 million draft picks over the next 10 years. I'd really hope they have a bright future. I mean, My good Lord, they traded everybody for picks. I was pick. about to say,
1: they fumbled the bag with they? Harden, KD, Westbrook, and, you know,
2: Oklahoma traded Paul George for three sixth graders, my guy.
0: <laughs> hey, you're telling me those three sixth graders aren't going to be like boss, bro? Like, come come on, man. Do not. Do not underestimate.
2: We shall find out.
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Will Paul George have really done anything for the Thunder? Would he really? I mean, I mean, come on. I know he was really good. I know he was an MVP favorite like a few years ago, but come on, man. I I'm liking the direction the Thunder are going. It's what they had to do. They had to blow it up. They tried one. They tried one last time last year. And hey, we'll see what happens. You know what? I I'm not ready to go back to school. Like I I I don't even go back to the twentieth. I mean, some of you guys are going back to the eleventh. But like, I don't want to go back. Like I haven't done anything, and I thought I'd be bored. No, I am chilling. Like I just watch sports. I don't get up before eleven. I I. Can, can we, like, just keep delaying it? Like, Seriously. do I even have to go back?
3: Can we delay it to February?
0: Yeah, for real, though. I mean. Can I just get my degree now? Like, <laughs>
3: I understand I need to learn, but maybe, maybe I can just buy it off the internet.
0: I'm pretty sure I could just get my degree right now. I mean, do I even need it? I mean, I'm a journalism and creative media industries <laughs> major. Does anyone even know what creative media industries means? I mean that—that's like that. Just sounds like a stupid major. I mean, I, and, and and I am one, but like, you you see, like Sean here is majoring. You're majoring in economics. Yep. You see that—that that sounds at least like a real major. <laughs> and one of mine sounds like a real major, but my other major sounds like somebody just made it up. It's a creative did. media industry. Did. <laughs> like, where did where did that come from? And they've changed that major like three times, from what I've heard. It's it used to be electronic media. But no creative I mean, media industries. No now now Half it is the time creative I can remember industries, how to it? say it. All right, so we're gonna start breaking down the playoffs. Now, I mean, at some point we'll have to go back to school, but at least the playoffs start first. We will have a triple header on Saturday and Sunday in the NFL. And first, let's break down the Browns and Steelers game. Now the Browns are having a mini COVID outbreak. Adam Schefter reported per a source. The Browns players were tested this morning and all tests came back negative. So it looks like for now the game is on. But they have multiple people on the COVID-19 list. They've had to deal with this for like three weeks. uh, Two weeks ago against the Jets. They did not have any of their top four wide receivers. They ended up losing that game and almost missed the playoffs because of that. They still managed to beat the Steelers in week 17. but. The Steelers were not even playing all their guys, and the Browns still only won by two. So, what do you guys think? I mean, it seems to me like the Browns have just shown their hand, and I mean, it seems to me like the Browns have shown their hand, they haven't been able to practice, and this really should not be too difficult for the Steelers. What do y'all think?
3: Well, starting off with the players who aren't playing for the Browns during the weekend, they're missing... Pro Bowl guard, Joel Betonio. They're missing Olivier Vernon, who his Achilles. And they're missing their head coach, Kevin Stefanski.
0: And uh, Betonio is, uh, everyone kind of forgets about him, you know, offensive lineman. But he has really helped the Browns have just this two-headed monster out of the backfield, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That entire offensive line has played well. They've protected Baker Mayfield. Betonio is out. He's been on the Browns 5 years. He's had to deal with all of the all of the heartbreak of being a Browns player. Where you just cannot make the playoffs and, and they finally goes do wrong. and he can't play in it. And he can't play in that and that's pretty that's sad. Movie. And of course Olivier Vernon, he did tear his Achilles and he was he was a really good pass rusher on an already bad Browns pass defense. So I think and the Steelers not that they ever run the ball. They never run the ball. But, I mean, if the Steelers can just throw all over them, I think that's going to be a problem. Jose and Omero, what do you think?
2: Well, I just think they should play because it's it's the playoffs. You just I don't see how you can uh, reschedule a playoff game, especially with the Steelers. It's, it's very it's been the season has been very unfair to this, uh to the Steelers because that's already two games that have been rescheduled for them, and the, one of them was rescheduled twice and i don't i just don't see how a third one would help and even if the browns they just most of them just has the a negative today i think this should be fine to play i don't see a reason to push it back it's the playoffs you can't do this not this late in the season
0: we're in uncharted territory again where like we were in the regular season where in the regular season we were like well what if there's just this covid outbreak and we can't control it what do we do do we make them forfeit do we delay apparently you can just make them delay into their bye week like the Titans and the Steelers game was. It was delayed three weeks. They took over the Steelers by week, moved to another game. Or you can just do like the Steelers-Ravens. It was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving and ended up being played six days later on a Wednesday afternoon. And it had to be on an afternoon because NBC wanted to light their Christmas tree and, and wanted everyone to see it.
3: Wednesday afternoon football.
0: It, it was, like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. We've now had NFL football on every day of the week this year. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think that has happened ever. We have had games on every day of the week before. I mean, there have been Tuesday NFL games, Wednesday, Friday, but really, but really since the 1940s, there have not been games on anything, but you know, Thursday, Sunday and Monday, maybe a Saturday because they're, they're feeling fun. I I don't, I mean, that's it. (laughs) So this has already been a crazy NFL season. So, so would I be, would I be incorrect to say that everyone here thinks the Steelers are going to win and it's going to be really sad because the Browns get screwed again?
1: No, not really. I mean, I think I, I think the, I have the Steelers winning, but I think it's just like the I think it's just like the this season was just successful because the Browns made it to to the playoffs. So I don't think it would be like too sad that they got bounced out in the first or in the wild card.
0: Yeah, and oh. I'll, I'll jump on that too. I think, I think that monkeys off their back. Go ahead, Sean.
3: Jose, were you saying something?
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I do have the Steelers beating the Browns, but it's not just because of the COVID things. Um, yeah, I know the Browns run the ball a lot, but they're also missing missing a key piece in their offense. You 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 can't forget about Odell. He was still their number one wide receiver. I know he didn't get much targeted much, but he was still there, and he still made an impact.
3: I personally think at this point in the season, them missing Odell isn't going to affect their games too much, and they honestly look better without him, because Baker doesn't target him as much, and he can spread the ball around more.
2: Well, That's a good point. And in my but opinion,
3: I'm... he looks better without
2: Odell. That's a good point. I'll give you that.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with Sean, because like, towards the end of the season, the Browns became more of a running team, and Baker didn't have to force the ball to Odell, since Odell is such a big piece of the offense. He didn't really have to force it. So I think them just having uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, having them in the backfield, thats kind of that became their offense.
3: And looking at Baker Mayfield, other than him being terrible at QB sneaks, where he's fumbled twice in the Jets game, I think he's looked really good through the air and hasn't had a lot of turnovers.
0: Now, Baker Mayfield has finally looked like a solid quarterback. And a lot of analysts have known this, too, that he was the number one overall pick. So you would think he'd be this transcendent talent, and that's not what he is. But right now he's doing the job. Now I do act I, th- I I do agree with Sean that not having Odell really isn't that big of a deal. But I do also wonder if maybe in this particular game he would want another weapon that can get some separation, which the Browns receivers have had trouble doing all year. And you wonder if Baker would kind of welcome that now, maybe in a in a clutch moment, but. Look, I I do actually think the Browns can win it, but I agree the Steelers should win it, and they should win it handily. But we'll see how it goes. That'll be an interesting game. to see.
2: Curvet, curvet, you know, cause Juju Juju be dancing. <laughs>
0: Is Juju gonna be dancing? Um, <laughs> he hmm. shouldn't
1: dance. Last time he didn't end well for him.
0: <laughs>
1: it
2: didn't. No, get no, well no. For him. I mean, I
0: didn't he didn't he dance again in the locker room after they beat the Colts?
2: Yeah, they did. I, I think did. so. They did. Yeah, he did. I'm, see I, see he I was just like I'm going to stop
0: until we start winning and then they start winning. You should have followed him on TikTok. I I don't have TikTok. I mean, I do have a TikTok, but I, I I realized when I actually started using it, I would get addicted to it for like 4 hours. So I so I just refused to, to get on it cuz I I just I refuse. I cannot do that. <laughs> anyway, let's go to the Bucks and the Washington football team. Personally, my favorite almost my favorite football team because they're literally called the football team. The football team made the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but they made it with they made it with the with the tank from Philly.
0: Yeah, Philly had a tank mid game. I mean, I mean, <laughs> well, and, you know, Washington also went you know seven and nine. They're only the third losing team to ever make it in a full sixteen game season. At the same time, the other two losing teams to make it to the playoffs both won their wild card game. And they do get to host this game against Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay, of course, led by Tom Brady, head coach Bruce Arians. They've had some up and down moments, but they, in the end, have had an explosive offense. And Brady has had a fantastic last month. But I kind of think that the Washington defense kind of matches up well with that Tampa Bay offense. Uh, Sean, what do you think?
3: I think it's hilarious that if this was a normal year with fans... Washington would have the home field advantage because they won their division, even with Tampa Bay winning that many more games.
0: Yeah, Tampa Bay is four games ahead. Tampa Bay is 11 and 5. Washington is 7 and 9.
3: But I still think Tampa Bay will go in there and take care of business pretty handily. I think Washington has a good def- defensive front, but I just don't see Alex Smith ripping through that Tampa Bay defense.
2: I also agree with Sean I, would, I I I think the the Washington defense does match 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 really well against the Buccaneers but in the end um, I've learned to never count Brady out. Every time I do he comes back and does something. I just Brady can't bet, count him Brady out.
0: <laughs> a
3: Brady and a Cowboys fan. How is that even possible?
0: Yeah, we really shouldn't allow him on the show. I mean, I, I I don't get what we're doing sometimes. Y'all are
2: just mad because I'm right though.
0: I mean, this time, <laughs> this time.
1: Imagine if the what, the football team beats the Bucks. No, that'd be wild. <laughs> that'd
0: be hilarious. <laughs> Tampa Bay, in defense-adjusted value over average, just this uh, metric football outsiders uses to try to track who's really been the best team. They actually have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the second highest DVOA in the league, only behind the New Orleans Saints. So. I do think the Bucks are actually better in some ways than we even want to realize, and they're definitely better than Washington. And, and we talk about, you know, Washington's defense being really stout. Brady has an issue with pressure now, now that he's older and he really can't move. At the same time, that Tampa Bay defense is good too, and the Washington offense is last in offensive DVOA. They're they they can't move the ball they i mean i mean even if even if they can actually hold brady in the bucks to like three touchdowns can washington even score one i mean it it, it really i just don't know that washington even if they really do get after brady i don't know that they really have that good of a chance but they're going to have to do that and they're going to have to find ways to score on offense look they do have a shot and it isn't a great matchup for brady but I agree, it's not going to matter. The Bucks should take care of business there. But to me, though, and probably to everyone else, the most intriguing playoff matchup, the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens.
2: King Henry!
0: <laughs> I, I should not let you talk that loud. But yes, <laughs> King Henry uh, likely will win Offensive Player of the Year. He has rushed for 2,027 yards on the season.
2: 17 touchdowns.
0: Don't forget about the seventeen touchdowns. Don't forget about the fact that he has carried the ball three hundred seventy-eight times, the most in the league, and still rushes for five point four yards a carry. Five point yards, five point four yards a carry. If you give him
1: the ball two times, he has the first down.
0: <laughs> yes, by these stats, you could just give him the ball and 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 you win. That's crazy.
3: But I think Baltimore is playing some really good football right now. They found their groove. They don't have the pressure of being the best team in the NFL going into the playoffs, and their defense is playing well.
0: Yeah, and I and I think what you're alluding to there is, um, they they actually played last year in the divisional round, and the Ravens were the one seed, the Titans were the number six seed, and the Titans, the Titans ran over them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a contest. I mean, it the Ravens looked, they looked defeated. It was they they looked shell shocked. And it was very interesting to see. But I agree, though. The Ravens don't have that pressure.
2: I just want to mention that um in Week 11, uh Henry got 28 attempts at rush. He got 133 yards, and he got a touchdown. He kind of went through them a little bit on the rush. Although Baltimore has a pretty okay rushing defense. If Henry can do that again, I think, I think uh, the Titans might have a real legit shot. And I think that he might try to do that again.
0: O'Mary, you got any thoughts? I just think, like, the Ravens need to keep up
1: on offense because I think Joe, I think Derek Henry's going to run over him no matter what. I don't think you can stop him. So I think the Ravens' offense just needs to keep up and make sure they put they score points.
0: Yeah, and, and I agree with that. And the thing is, I do think the Ravens can. As, as, as Sean said, they're playing really good football right now. They're playing it on offense. They're running the ball through Lamar Jackson, through Gus Edwards, through J.K. Dobbins. And the Titans do not have a good rush defense. And if Lamar wants to throw the ball, they have a horrific pass defense. So I think this does match up well for the Ravens. But the Titans, I mean, you can never count Derrick Henry out. You also cannot underestimate Ryan Tannehill and his ability to, off the play action pass, really get his deep shots going. I think it'll be an interesting game, but I picked the Ravens. I also picked the Ravens.
2: I'm gonna go with the Titans. It, it, bringing it back to you to Tannehill back. Oh, when they face again in in week eleven, Tannehill threw for two hundred and fifty nine yards for two touchdowns. Uh I just think if if they if they can do that again, if Henry can go off like that in the running in the running offense, and if Tannehill can do the same thing at the pass, I just think it's uh too much of a difference.
1: Yeah, I agree with Jose. I'm taking the Titans as well. I believe um, Derrick Henry is going to destroy the Ravens. Even though the Ravens are doing good, I think Derrick Henry is going to get this.
0: I think it'll be interesting. Um, uh, Adam Schefter has reported that a Tennessee Titans trainer tested positive today for COVID. The building remains open. That will be something to watch. It probably is okay. The Titans did. Actually, both the Titans and Ravens have had horrible COVID outbreaks. They've had the two worst this year, so maybe it's a COVID bowl. Could
1: be
3: the COVID (laughs) COVID bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I think one other thing to mention in that game is the fact that Lamar has really gotten his passing game going in the past few weeks to not, not just Marquise Hollywood Brown, but you've got Mark Andrews, you've got Boykin and you have Lamar's feet to worry about.
0: Right. And I agree with that. I think Mark Andrews is a big key too. I mean, when he's able to throw over the mill to Andrews, it's, you you really can't stop them then, and I think, I think that will be the difference to me because the Titans are inconsistent. So, to me, that's gonna be the difference in why the Ravens can win. But, but we'll see. That'll be a fun matchup to watch. It will be indeed. Now, now the, sorry, <coughs> what'd you have for lunch? I lunch me not to eat before. Apparently, I have like a acid reflex or something. What'd you eat? I ate eggs and bread and brisket. Yeah,
1: that's right. I ate some egg bread. I had a Taco Villa. I've
0: never had Taco View. It's really good. Is it? It's pretty good. I mean, it's fast food tacos. As
2: we're, we're not really talking pretty about sports shit. right now, somebody got shot outside the Capitol Building. A woman got shot. For real? Yeah.
0: Can't say I'm surprised. To be honest. So, engage y'all are wondering, we are recording as all of the stuff in the Capitol Building is happening. You will, by the time you've listened to this. You already know what has happened. We're just kind of living through it right now, and I, I don't even want to put it... I've got my TV hooked up and computer, and I just...
2: are you going to cut the... This, th-
0: this is bad. I really don't want to know what's going on.
2: I don't think he's
1: going to cut that part out. Oh,
2: never mind
0: No, I'm not cutting that part out. I mean, I'm actually... I actually do want to say, no, we're recording during the freaking Capitol stuff, and 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 I don't think I have to elaborate on why... It's sad to see the Capitol breached like this. We could, but I'm just not even, I'm not going to go there. But we will get into the future. And the Chiefs do not play this week. They have a first round bye. Same with the Packers. The Chiefs, of course, are defending Super Bowl champions. They went 14-2. and And that last loss, they didn't even play any of their starters, or at least most of them. So they, they pretty much won every game on their schedule. But the last few weeks, they've been kind of down and then, then they kind of figure out a way to come back and then maybe they throw a big, but no, they come back and Mahomes throws a touchdown at the end and oh my God, the Chiefs are great. They win again. Similar to how they did in the playoffs last year where they were down by 24 against the Texans, won by two scores. They were down at the half to the Titans. They won by two scores. They were down in the fourth quarter to the Niners in the Super Bowl by two scores and they won by two scores. So. This year, though, it, it seems a little different. They actually lost Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who had started to become pretty good. He was a rookie running back. Do you guys think the Chiefs are vulnerable, and do you even think that the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL
2: right now? I do. I am going to mention I do not think that they are the best team right now. I do feel that they are very vulnerable at the minute. I don't know if it's really just uh, the way they're playing, but I think, I mean, it is the way they're playing, but I feel like they got they're getting a little bit cocky. And it's trying to catch up to them because the the games against, uh, although they got a win, the games against Florida and the games against Atlanta, they did not look very hot. Uh, I would even say at the end, it was kind of lucky for them to pull it out. But they managed to pull it out. A win is a win. I'll give them that. But they did not look strong and they looked very vulnerable. If, it would, if they would have been facing a good offense, I don't think they would have been able to come back.
3: I think Kansas City is not the best team right now. I think Buffalo is the best team currently, at least in the last four weeks. I think Kansas City will continue to be a little lackadaisical, but still somehow win their games. I think they'll get to the conference championship and lose to Buffalo, but we can get into that later. As of right now, I think with a two-weeks rest Mahomes could come out looking rusty against Baltimore cuz last year against the Texans he looked rusty there and they did not start off well. It took a special teams play to get them the offense going. And realistically, if that play didn't happen, they may have not even won the Super Bowl and not have won that game. But I still think Mahomes will somehow win a game. After losing by like three scores, and get to the conference championship.
1: I agree, with Sean. I think the best team is the Bills. They actually have been doing really good the past few weeks. But um, I don't know. I don't think you can count out the Chiefs just because they had success like that. They, they won the Super Bowl last year, and I think they still have their the whole core together. So I don't think we can count them out just yet. But I think it'll be very exciting to see because I have the Chiefs and the Bills making it to the AFC Championship. So I'm excited for that game. I think that that's that game's gonna determine who's the best team in the NFL.
0: Well well, and I think it could to a point. And I think you you wonder and and I know during the Dolphins game it was bad. He threw three picks, he took a horrible sack, he took what the worst sack in NFL history. Yep. And it just feels though like you wonder if it's that they're being like sadistical and they're maybe not good enough at the end. The the thing with the Chiefs though is it seems like they can always hit that next gear. And if they can just keep a game, if they can just stay in the game long enough to hit that next year. It's hard for me to pick against him and, and I'll get into it and, and I might pick against him, but I, it, it seems like they have a gear that other teams don't. I think the only problem for them is even though most other teams don't, the bills might, and even the Packers might, and I think I think that could be, I think I think that could be the the issue for them. Okay, so we're gonna reveal our brackets, but we actually recorded this earlier, and it was boring to say the least. I mean, it was just us saying our picks, blah blah, blah and it took like twenty minutes, and it was stupid. So since a lot of us actually had the same picks, I'll just catch you up. In the wild card round, we all said the Bills are gonna beat the Colts. We all said the Steelers are gonna beat the Browns. We all said the Saints are going to beat the Bears. We all said the Seahawks are going to beat the Rams, and we all said the Buccaneers are going to beat the football team. We split, however, on the Titans and Ravens. Sean and I say the Ravens are going to pull it out. Jose and O'Mara said the Titans are going to pull it out, and you can actually, and you actually heard us talk about that. And then the divisional round, we both think that we all think the Chiefs are going to make the conference championship against who they play. We all think. That the Packers are going to make the conference championship against who they play. We all think the Bills are going to beat the Steelers, but it is interesting. We had a split among the Saints between the Saints and the Seahawks, and I'll catch you in on that.
1: Seattle versus the Saints, and I believe if the if this if Seattle can get a running game going and not turn the ball over, I think Seattle's going to come up on top.
0: I think I think the Saints got it. I think the Saints are kind of going under the radar right now. They didn't have Breeze for a while. He is old. He may not be able to throw the ball downfield. But if they can rely on Kamara enough, if they can just push through that Seahawks defense, and the Saints defense holds up, I think that the Saints will be very good.
2: This the Seahawks offense has gone down in a little bit, but their defense has become uh, has become better. If the Seahawks offense can come back to how they were at the beginning of the year, if Russell Wilson can come back to that MVP level, even with the Saints having a good a uh, good, they have an amazing defense, arguably one of the best ones in the league, but their offense, Drew uh, Drew Brees has not been looking too hot, even with Slant Boy back, even with Alvin Kamara, it's been a tough year. I don't see it. I think the Seahawks, if they can get their offense together, they should move on.
3: The Saints will overcome the Seattle Seahawks. I just don't think Seattle looks good enough right now to convince me that they can overcome the Saints defense. I think Alvin Kamara will do really well against the Seattle defense, and I think Drew Brees with Michael Thomas back will have a very efficient game.
0: We also have a split opinion on who is going to win the conference titles.
1: In the NFC Championship, I have the Seattle versus... Green Bay, and I think Green Bay is going to destroy the Seahawks, even though that hurts my heart to say. I think Green Bay is going to come up on top, especially because Aaron Rodgers, I think their playoff window is closing, so he's going to have more firepower under him.
0: The Saints should actually, in my opinion, the Saints will beat the Packers. Everyone's jumping on the Packers. I'm even kind of jumping on them, but I still like the Saints' defense to actually hold Rodgers to just kind of a decent game. And the Saints, maybe lean on Kamara. The Packers run defense is a little suspect. I think the Saints can get this done.
2: Man, y'all know I love Aaron Rodgers. I can't let him go out like this. Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. He's going to be. He's gonna beat the Seahawks. He's going to another Super Bowl.
0: I think the Saints
3: will beat Green Bay. And that's partially because I'm a Saints fan. And partially because I think the Saints defense is really well. Really good right now. And I think Aaron Rodgers will have a tough time getting those deep balls thrown.
0: I think the Saints will pull away with a dub. I have the Bills defeating the Chiefs. I think that could be a big upset. The Chiefs may not be able to push it to another gear before the Bills already build up a big lead. I think the Bills are just as explosive right now, and I think the Bills' defense is better than the Chiefs. I To me, the matchup just looks great for the Bills. They should win that.
2: The Chiefs and the Bills is going to be hard. That is very, very hard pick. The Bills are in a, in a heck of a role. But the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And I think, although I've already snubbed them a little bit, I think they are going to pull it off for the for their, for the the conference finals. And I think they're going to move on to the Super Bowl.
1: And I have the Chiefs coming up on top. I think the Bills are still a little young. And even though they might be a really great team right now, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to come up on top. I think their experience is going to come in.
0: And now the Super Bowl.
3: And I think the Saints will actually beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl championship. Drew Brees, he is old. And he hasn't looked great this season. He's had much better seasons in the past. But he now finally has Michael Thomas healthy and himself healthy. And, you know, can anyone stop him? And then you have, to, you have, to, you have Alvin Kamara, who should also be healthy. He can really dig into defenses and get into the end zone on the ground or through the air. And I think with Michael Thomas back – the Saints will just look will just look really really good against Buffalo, and I think they'll pull away with a win.
1: I have the Chiefs coming up on top <laughs> because I I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is gonna have some magic and win that game for the Chiefs. I think there's gonna be a shootout between Aaron Rodgers and like a baby Aaron Rodgers, so it's gonna be a good game.
2: And the, the Super Bowl is gonna be Chiefs and Packers. Now on this, I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to beat this. I think the Packers are going to take it, and Aaron Rodgers is going to get his second Super Bowl as he wins an MVP also this year.
0: The Bills will win a Super Bowl. They won't just make it. They won't just make it four years in a row and never win. The Buffalo Bills. The Bills Mafia can actually celebrate a Super Bowl now. When we come back, we will talk about the NBA. We are going to go into NBA. We're going to go into our NBA storylines. Who are y'all's biggest, I guess, positive surprises in just under three weeks of NBA action?
1: My biggest surprise of the NBA season was KD coming back completely healthy.
0: Kevin Durant, yeah. off the Achilles.
1: Man didn't even miss a beat. He just came back as KD.
0: Here, I think that's a testament to him. I think it's also a testament to how far we have come that that we can actually repair those injuries and players can come back. That's that's crazy to me, Jose. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. Okay. I think the biggest positive of this uh, season, it has to be my man, John Wall. He tore his Achilles, and he literally pulled an Alex Smith. He had an infection. He couldn't play for two years. He almost had to have his lower leg amputated because of the infection. But look at him coming back. Look at him going off. He's playing like his old self. He hasn't missed a beat either. He's still really fast, which is surprising. And I think he just gave a really good um, plus to, to, for the Houston Rockets.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. The Rockets, I mean, James. It, it looks like James Harden really might stay now. You're not hearing any rumors. And then again, who would want him for the price you're asking? So, uh, Sean, who who is your biggest positive surprise? <laughs> I think either – I think I'm more of a Pacers fan,
3: so I'm really happy that they're playing really well right now and they have all the right pieces. But I really like that the Knicks look like a team that competes.
1: That's what I was going to say. The Knicks started they're above 500 right now.
3: They're not. Three games away. They're not. As much as they try to against, I think it was the Bulls, they, they aren't losing games how they did last year. They're competing and they look like a team that can do something to get into the playoffs.
0: Well, and I, I agree with that, especially in the East. I mean, the East is not exactly that stacked. There's definitely a huge window for the Knicks to get in if, if Tom Thibodeau has really turned that team around. And I guess you noticed know, Julius Randle. <laughs> Ooh. He
2: needs some milk. He needs some milk. <laughs> he's,
3: he's playing well this season. <laughs> <laughs> now, one concern with the Knicks is. Is how many minutes he's playing Julius Randle and RJ Barrett. They're playing forty minutes a night almost. That's good on R.J. Barrett's part though. He's young. He should get as most minutes as possible. And it's but it's gonna destroy their bodies. They don't that's get true. rest.
2: Not the only thing that's gonna destroy their, their bodies. They and don't need I, rest. And I'm, boy, and I'm what worried, about? <laughs> I
3: am worried about injuries for them this season.
2: I, I, I do. And that that is
0: that has been a complaint about Tom Thibodeau, is he pretty much runs his players into the ground and um, you you hope that doesn't happen with the Knicks. It was also funny funny to me though, the Knicks are doing good because Julius Randle was their biggest free agent signing uh not this summer but last summer. And that was the summer where he was like, KD and Kyrie, they could go to the Knicks. And they both went to the Nets, and the Knicks end up only having they, they end up having to sign Randall as their biggest guy. It was like, wow. Wow. You guys are really that they're so dysfunctional. And and it's really sad because the Knicks are so, the Knicks fans are so loyal. And it's one of the most valuable teams in the league anyway. Even though they've been bad for 30 years, 40 years. Feels like a lifetime. It, 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 it is for some people. So it is for some people. I do We all, <laughs> all kind of hope the Knicks are good. Biggest disappointments.
2: Uh, I honestly do not like how Luka started off the season. I expect there's so much more. But he's starting to pick it up, and it's looking better. Uh, and hopefully it'll also be better once KP comes back. Cause it, it is a very, very important piece of their defense, mostly more than, more than his offense. Cause he's a, he's a, ch- he's a chase down artist. He can get them blocks, he can get them stops. But yeah, Luca kinda, of, it was a very disappointing, like, first, four or five games but he's stepping it up in a good way but uh, i have a theory i feel like he he just he's not really enjoying himself because of the there's no fans he's a young guy but yeah he's he's just trying to have fun and without the without the fans it's kind of hard because he's just trying to have fun he's a young person he like when he ever when he makes a three or or makes a power play you see how the the stadium in dallas goes off for him he feels that and that fuels him he doesn't have that So I think that's something that he's missing.
0: Yeah, and I I think when we talk about, oh my gosh, he's done so many things before the age of 22. We forget that he's, you know, he's young. So I think that's something that's very underrated that people maybe don't think about, not just Luka, but even older players and just players in general. What the fans do, you have to, players have talked about, you've got to bring your own energy now and that can be very, very difficult. And, um, cause, cause some teams feed off of their home court so much and it, it's, it, it's a disadvantage for some teams. I'll actually, uh, you know what, Sean, you go with your biggest disappointment. My
3: biggest disappointment. And I think you have some sentiment with my pick is the Raptors.
0: That's where I was going. Yep. They do not look good.
3: They are losing a lot of games. And I think one of the biggest culprits is Pascal Siakam. I just don't think he has the moves to be a star on that team. I think he liked it when Kawhi Leonard was there and he could kind of be in the background. But I think Kyle Lowry's is getting old and there's only so much he can do to carry the team. I think Fred Van Fleet looks great. He's playing some really good basketball right now. But Siakam just isn't it right now.
2: Well, all I'm going to say, Sean, is remember, the Raptors are supposed to be Canada's team, but they are they are not the Toronto Raptors right now. They're the Tampa Bay Raptors right now. So that can be affecting them right now too as well.
3: It could be, but they also looked bad in... Well, they just looked weird in the bubble. I wouldn't say they looked horrible, but against the Celtics, they just looked
0: strange. They're not... See, I can- needs to be the number one player on that team and he's just not playing like and, the, and the
3: one game they've won this season was when he was being disciplined and didn't play
0: mm. and and i think i think that's kind of sad you you really when pascal siakam came out of nowhere and was a star for the raptors behind Kawhi, but still was like oh my gosh this he could really be the future of the raptors and he just hasn't lived up to those expectations, and it's kind of sad. Omero, what's your biggest disappointment?
1: My biggest disappointment was the Washington Wizards. But after seeing how, how like well, they're missing a key player, in Roy. 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 <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but
0: uh, here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll help you edit it. Just kind of stop, but Roy Hachimara,
1: that guy. Um,
0: no, yeah, you actually David. need to say it. I, I do. Oh, <laughs> Roy
1: Hachimara. What is it? Say it again. <laughs> Roy Hachimara. Oh, Roy. Can I just call him Roy in that case? Sure. Because <laughs> I, I don't know if it was Roy or like if, he, if it was pronounced different.
0: he um, can also make fun of you if he can't pronounce it. So. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Uh, but they were missing Roy because he was out with an ankle injury, if, I'm, if I remember. So it kind of makes sense for the 0-4 start. But right now they're getting it back together. And I would say they're the most disappointing team. But they just beat the Nets with both KD and Kyrie playing. And both of them dropped like above 25 points. So, I don't know if I'd consider them disappointing. But to start off, they were disappointing. But I think they're going to get it back
3: together. They they look good on offense. I don't think it's Westbrook's fault, as some people would point out. They just need to get better at defense. Their defensive numbers are not good. They are not playing well on defense. And, for example, against the Bulls, they put up 130. But the Bulls put up 133.
1: Yeah, like, they're, they they're not getting blown out. But they just got to do more. I guess their defense, too. Just got to play better and defense. And, you
0: know... You know, against the Nets, you do, we talk about defense. They let KD have an open shot, and he just bricked it. They let Kyrie have an open shot, and he bricked it. I mean, they, they, the Nets still should that's, have that's
1: found a way to be,
0: to be as, as Kyrie wants. You know, a guy that can actually put the game away. He's finally playing with someone that can actually, you know, win the game for him. Apparently, LeBron wasn't good enough for him. I mean, good.
3: And KD has missed two game winners this season.
0: I'm finally playing with someone that can. Win. <laughs> that is weird. Come on, man! Like, <laughs> I call foul on that, man! Like, come, come on! I like, like Kyrie though, so cannot. I can't hate on Kyrie.
1: Kyrie is like my favorite player. So, yeah,
0: I, I mean, I think he's he's fun to watch, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's fun. To
1: his
3: off-court antics are something
1: else. I think that's what happens when you talk to the media too much. That like you express yourself. Like, your real I, I guess.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't be so hard on him, but I don't know, he just confuses me. So Now now we're going to go to and this could go into the Nets. Who looks like a championship contender right
2: now? Brooklyn Nets. You think the Nets? I do think the Nets.
3: You know, they're 4 and 4 this season. And obviously the beginning of the season is totally different from the end of the season. And I think they'll make it far in the playoffs. But I really think the 76ers are at this year. I think they've added the missing pieces, and I think they're playing really good basketball. They traded for Seth Curry, which I think, and I think Nathan thinks, was a really good trade. They lost Josh Richardson, but with the addition of Seth Curry, I think is a very valuable trade because Seth Curry can play some pivotal minutes and get pivotal points.
0: Yeah, and I think somebody's got to stretch the four when you're playing with Simmons and Embiid. I mean, somebody yeah, somebody has somebody. to stretch. And so. <laughs> somebody. You know, you know it's a
3: good year when Simmons makes a 3 this early in the season.
0: Amen, amen. Ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons cooking up some threes. <laughs> if Once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, I think the I think the Sixers could be at two. I'm still kind of on the Lakers bandwagon with who's going to win. I think they added Schroeder, they added Harrell. I think they're probably better than they were last year, which is scary. Scary thought. I think the Mavs with KP will also be very scary. But I and and the Clippers and the Bucks, we'll see how the Bucks do. The Sixers, the Trailblazers. If they if Derek Jones and Robert Covington have really improved that defense, and they can stick to that, and Damian Lillard and CJ McComb can kind of get their offense. They've been playing pretty well, but not Dame not always at the levels he was in the bubble. If the Trailblazers can come back, they can really they can win it all. I think the Blazers are not a team no, we can sleep on.
2: I think no, they're they a dark horse team for sure. You sound like Charles Barkley right now, Nathan. Shut up.
0: I, I am not gonna <laughs> bet a hundred thousand dollars on the Blazers. I I if anything, I'd bet it on the Lakers, but still.
2: Bro, go eat your donuts right now, bro. You sound like Charles. You're, they're not going to win at all.
0: Hey, hey, he only bet on them to to make the finals. He didn't say win at all. He just said win the West. He <laughs> just said win the West.
2: They won't do that either. <laughs> You're
0: just a hater, man. You're just a hater. <laughs> You're just um, a hater, man. Now not, you won't a real- be a hater when we talk about MVPs.
2: I won't. I know I won't. Yeah, it's your MVP
0: picks. The two odds makers uh, favorites, really, I mean, Luka's a little bit ahead of Giannis. Luka and Giannis, though, are pretty much the two favorites to win MVP. Uh, KD is actually third. And then you've got LeBron, AD, Steph, they could all win it. But I think Luka Doncic, I do think he's going to figure it out, and I do think he's going to win. But what do y'all think? I know Sean has an interesting case for someone.
2: I I I go. I have to go with Luca. I have to go with Lucas Nathan. He he's he's easily the baby goat. No questions asked. He is the baby goat. Everything he's done so far (laughs) at this age, and he's he almost beat the Clippers without KP. So he almost pulled a Dirk in the last playoffs.
1: Dirk went.
0: No, Dirk went all the way.
2: (laughs) I said that's why I said almost pulled a Dirk. He didn't pull a Dirk. He almost did. He was close.
0: Yeah, he almost got out of the first round. So yeah,
1: I mean, what, he made it out the first
0: round. you do, Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know. Luca looks slow to begin the season. I think he looks a bit out of shape, and his three is just not very good right now. And his free throws have improved slightly, but they just—he's not a good free throw shooter.
2: Well, I think Nathan's out of shape, but I'm not trashing on him. You know,
3: hey, yeah,
2: but, hey, Nathan just paid millions <laughs> to play basketball. All right, that's
3: it. <laughs> But that's why my pick is Steph Curry. I I agree. Think I agree with you. To be honest, if he gets them into the playoffs without Klay Thompson, with Kelly Oubre, who is playing much better now than he did at the beginning of the season, Wiggins, who I'm just not that high on Wiggins. I I don't know how. Um, I don't know how he hasn't improved that much, but he just kind of disappoints me every time I watch him. He disappointed but everybody.
1: Wiggins
3: Steph is- Curry, if he gets them into the playoffs. I think he is undoubtedly the
0: MVP. I I have a hard time arguing against that. I'm not gonna endor I'm not gonna endorse it. And but Omero is. You heard it here on Flags and Fouls. Steph Curry will win MVP, according to Sean Omero.
1: Yeah, I think oh, not. I, I, Steph's playing really good right now in defeat.
0: Jose is vehemently against it. I am a fence sitter. I just won't give an opinion except I like Luka, So
1: it's too early in the season to tell who's going to be the MVP too.
0: It's always too early in the season. It's <laughs> too early in the season. But hey, you know, we got somebody's got to talk about it. You want to do NBA game picks right now? Yeah, I'm done. So, here on Flags and Fouls, the the NBA season is always they they play every day, blah blah blah. Um our next episode will be in 2 weeks. So, we are going to pick five games over the next 2 weeks that we think will be interesting. They will be on national television. And we're going to pick just who we think will win. And we'll keep tallying whoever whoever gets the most right at the end. I don't know. They win a cookie or something. I don't, I don't know. I maybe mean, maybe it'll just be pride. That should be enough for some of y'all. <laughs> so we're going to start with the 76ers and the Nets. They will play Thursday the 7th. They'll be on TNT at 630. Now, keep in mind, Kevin Durant out. Due to COVID protocols, he's actually already had COVID as antibodies, but they're still keeping him out. Who do y'all think wins between the Sixers and Nets?
1: Sixers. If KD's out.
2: The Nets. I'm 76ers. The Nets. You cannot count out my boy oh, Kyrie. The, Although the, the Earth is not flat and he burning sage, but it's my man Kyrie. I'm not going to count him out. I think Kyrie will take that out. Uh, hey, Kyrie uh, just uh, lost hey, to the Wizards. Hey, I
0: think Kyrie's good. I'm going to go the Sixers too. Um... Heat and Celtics.
2: Oh, so it's 3v1? 3v1. Okay, Let's see how it is. <laughs> I
1: got the Celtics. I like Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown. That duo is going to be something special. It is something special. See, I, 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 know, I, got, I think yeah, the Celtics it, will if, go in and pull out a win. I want the Celtics to make it up the East.
2: <laughs> I think it'll be the Heat. If if Jimmy Butler comes back, he's going to prove everybody wrong again, and it'll be Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Butler. It'll be Tyler Hero. It'll be my man Adebayo and Robinson, the guy that looks like like Sheen from Jimmy Neutron. Yes, that dude that can knock down all the threes. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna take the W on that.
0: Never count out my man Sheen. Uh, Sunday the tenth on NBA TV at seven o'clock. That'll also be a good game. Oh, sorry, that'll be at six o'clock. All of these, of course, are in Central Time. If you're listening outside the Central Time Zone, we thank you very much. We have no idea how you found us. <laughs> no. But uh but you better understand how uh, time works because we don't care. Uh Lakers and Rockets. That'll be Tuesday the twelfth, seven o'clock on NBA TV. Who do y'all think? I'm taking LA. I'm
2: going LA. I wanna take the Rockets. I wanna take the Rockets.
0: Jose, we already heard you. You're gonna take the Rockets. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Who you going, Nathan? I'm gonna Rockets
0: I say the I think the Lakers too. The Rock I mean it's one game. The Rockets have a chance, but I'm gonna go Lakers too. Uh, Mavs and Bucks, Friday the 15th, 630 on ESPN. Is Pershing is back The matchup between the two MVP favorites, Luka Doncic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Give me y'all's picks.
2: Uh, KP is potentially going to come back by then. I'm going to take the Mavericks.
1: If KP is back, I'm taking the Mavericks.
3: Yeah, you got to make it now. You got to make it now. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Mavs. Sean? I think the Bucks. I think Chris Middleton looks good. And Giannis, I think, is... The better MVP candidate than Luca right now,
0: Trash. I think. I think the Bucks are just a little more complete right now. If the Mavs can find a way to stop Giannis, it'll be a little different. But to to me, the Bucks should win that. And Wednesday the twentieth at eight thirty on ESPN, the Suns and Rockets. that will be that'll actually be we'll we'll have recorded our second episode by then. But that'll still be a good game. Who do y'all think
1: the Suns? Hmm. I have the Suns going over the Rockets?
2: I'm gonna take uh. I'm gonna take the Rockets again.
0: All right, we got a Rockets fan. Uh, I'm gonna go Rockets
3: this time. All right, I and think you know, if Boogie I'm going Cousins with the doesn't get kicked out of the game because he was celebrating a good play, I think the that Rockets could do well. <laughs> that that was
0: such a horrible foul. I was watching that, and I was I didn't. It took me ten minutes to figure it out because I had to figure it out on Bleacher Report that it that that's what it was. I was watching it live. I was like, poor Boogie. What what? Why they what? Huh? I was so confused. I'm actually going to pick the Suns. I think this is an interesting matchup because you've got a non, last year's a non-playoff team that now is looking better and better. They got Chris Paul. Monty Williams really got into that team. Meanwhile, you got the Rockets. They were a playoff team last year. And really, they, they've they had the Harden trouble. James Harden won it out. They had to trade Russell Westbrook. They're still kind of having to play small ball. I do like Christian Wood. I do think Cardinal will end up staying, and I think he's been pretty good, and I like John Wall, but I'm still going to say the Suns. When we come back, we'll give you our picks for the NFL's most prestigious awards. Welcome back to our first episode of Flags and Fouls. We are now going to give our picks for who should win the NFL's most prestigious awards, and we are going to start with the Walter Payton Man of the Year. The Walter Payton Man of the Year recognizes an NFL player for his excellence on and off the field. It was renamed in 1999 after the late Hall of Fame Chicago Bears running back, Walter Payton. Each team nominates one player who has had a significant positive impact on his community. It is all about being philanthropic, and and I think athletes in that position that have that much money and have that much influence should do this. And congrats to the 32 players nominated and all the other players that already have a big impact on their communities. Sean, who is your pick for Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year?
3: Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett did not have a great end to 2019. He kind of he kind of dented a man's head and <laughs> he didn't get to play the rest of the games that season and at the start of the other season. But he's played a pivotal role In the Water Boys program, which brings clean water to communities in need in East Africa. And he's done a lot of community work in the Cleveland area that has helped a lot of people. And I think it's a nice redemption story from the end of 2019. And I think it shows that we need to forgive people who have made mistakes and that making mistakes is okay. And I think he's really shown that he's grown as a person since that event. And I just think he deserves the award this year.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, and I think, um, I think, I think that is something we forget: is people should not be judged by one incident and only one incident. I think, um, I mean, I I guess it shows that he can act like that, but you know, people have to mature. And he actually talked to Mason Rudolph about that uh, just last week. So, I think, I think they're okay. And in the heat of the moment, things happen, and Congrats to Miles Garrett for doing what he can and really using his platform for good. Jose, who's your pick?
2: My pick is going to be the big man, Travis Kelsey. He took a big part in the 87 and Running Foundation in March, and he partnered with Harvest, and he donated 6,000 meals to families affected by COVID-19. And um, he also donated food and supplies needed for 15 weeks. Uh, and he also attends an early education center, and he has in a, a social service facility to help people in need. I just—he's a really big man. He's an amazing player, and he's an amazing human being for doing all that and helping so many people in that way.
0: Yeah, we'll actually get to Kelsey even uh, for another award on this list, but um, also fantastic what he's doing too, Omero.
1: Uh, Russell Wilson winning the Watch Pain Man of the Year award this is the second time he was nominated the first time was in 2014 which i believe was because of the why not you foundation ever since the pandemic started him and his wife sierra pledged to uh, personally pledged 1 million meals to feeding hunger the largest hunger relief organization in the united states and as of october they've raised an equivalent of 47 million 47 million meals mm-hmm. and when he was co-hosting the 2020 sps man started uh his Uh, he started the show with the black lives matter shirt giving a powerful monologue on pioneering black athletes as a role sports can have in fighting against racism and he like always goes to hospitals like he always visits the kids and like the make a wish foundation he's been doing that since his rookie year
0: yeah wilson always just seems like a happy guy and it's really weird to some people and even even i admit it's a little weird it's like how can you be that happy and I guess maybe it's because I would like like to to be. I I mean, he gives you a hand with with every tweet. (laughs) I mean, I'm not. No, I'm not saying like I'm depressed. I'm not saying that like I'm depressed. Every tweet. I'm
2: not saying saying that that like I'm depressed. Every time Russell Wilson tweets, like at least once a day, he's like, "Praise Jesus." He says it every time.
0: I think that's when, when people try to be happy. They tend to look over what that can do to someone, and I think, I think, I think that probably is something we all need to kind of realize a little more. In my humble opinion, my pick for the award, and obviously I like all these is the Denver Broncos safety, Justin Simmons. Uh, He established a Justin Simmons Foundation this June nonprofit organization to focus on youth development, hunger relief, education initiatives, and all kinds of other charitable causes. He's really big on promoting the benefits of youth sports and supporting youth education really trying to level the playing field for children who don't start on the same platform, who maybe don't have all the money to get into youth sports. He's really just trying to help people there. Uh, He's combating systemic racism, uh, really in a locker room in the league and in his community. He's delivered inspiring protest speeches. And it's Justin Simmons has shown himself to be a leader, not just on the Denver Broncos, but also... In the Denver community, and I think also in this nation. So he is my pick for the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Now we'll go to Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Sean. Justin
3: Herbert is my pick for Offensive Rookie Player of the Year. He didn't play until Tyrod Taylor got hurt.
0: Now, that was just the second game. I mean, it's basically, but he basically played the whole
3: year. I'm glad. I'm glad in a cynical way that Tyrod got hurt so that we could see what this kid could do. And 4,336 yards, sixth in the NFL, 31 touchdowns, and only 10 interceptions. Pretty outrageous for a rookie QB coming into a team that is not the best. They just lost their head coach, Anthony Lynn. And, you know, I wouldn't say a lot of their losses were on him. I wouldn't say any of them. Well, maybe a couple were. But I think... Justin Herbert is the best pick for offensive rookie of the year. And I hope he wins it. And I think he will win it.
0: Yeah, he he should win it. And I also agree. When you set the rookie record for passing yards and passing touchdowns, I think, I think that probably should give you offensive rookie of the year. However, he is not the only rookie that's that good. I I will give you that. So Jose and Omero, uh, Jose go first. Who's your pick for well, offensive rookie start off of the year? with
2: comment and say Herbert was a great a great great um player and a great great rookie. Definitely top 2, I mean for sure. But uh I I would like to just say um uh, he was like the main weapon. That's why he got most of that most of that because Eckler was out and he had to like pass the ball every single time. I and mean, also the defenses he faced were not too hot, but they just lost because the def- the defense for the Chargers was worse. But I do think Justin Jefferson um, is a great uh, per, uh pick for the ro- offensive rookie of the year. Um, uh, in sixteen games, he got um, uh, uh fourteen hundred yards, and he got seven touchdowns, beating the touchdown record for any rookie. And uh, that's again, that was against some really, really good teams like the Indianapolis, Tennessee, Houston, Seattle, Atlanta, Detroit, Chicago, Dallas. They're they're not maybe they're not too good. <laughs>
3: Detroit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, never mind. The teams weren't that good. Now that I'm looking at it, but the quarterback is still not. Uh, his quarterback, Kirk Cousins, isn't the best quarterback. He's like average.
1: He's not bad though.
2: He's bad. He he almost missed.
1: He almost missed his, ba- his his
3: baby.
2: Yeah, he almost miss, <laughs> missed his baby. His baby reveal from f- five feet away. <laughs> baby reveal.
3: Jefferson also had the privilege of Adam Thielen taking the number one quarterback on each team off of him.
2: Number one quarterback that's or number one two. wide receiver? A DB.
3: Cornerback. Cornerback. Corner. Corner. A DB. Oh, okay, okay. A defensive back. Defensive back. Oh,
2: okay, okay. My bad. I heard that wrong. I thought you said QB. No, okay. I That's also true, but... It's Thielen. Like, it's a good player. of <laughs> course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you... You're, this is why you think my <laughs> did team you is name when did catch? All right, uh, we'll just go to Omero. Yeah, that's oh,
2: that I never said he was bad. I said he was good. So what do you expect? Of course, he's gonna take the number one quarterback. Oh my god!
0: No, he's he's actually. No, like, I, I know underrated.
2: that. I'm not. I'm not um, disagreeing.
1: Homero, <laughs> I have. Um, I agree with Jose. I have Justin Jefferson for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He 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 broke the receiving yards for a rookie, and he was only seven yards away from being third place with behind DeAndre Hopkins. He was like, if he, every, the two people in front of him didn't have that many yards above him. So if he would have got like a, a 20 yard reception, he'd be second in the league in receiving yards as a rookie. And I think that's impressive. He also,
2: he also was not targeted as often.
0: Jefferson yeah, was. He was not targeted as often impressive. by
2: Kirk Cousins, actually, to be honest. It, you could hear, like, on some of the videos, on the close ups, you can hear Justin Jefferson's fr- frustration in one, quoted, in one uh, game, he said, pass the f- ball, Kirk. Quote end.
3: I did see that. Oh, he did say that. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> that was funny.
2: Yeah, he was mad as hell. Oh, that, that was... <laughs> but that's why you only oh, have seven boy. touchdowns. Yeah, because he was that, wide that open was... in the end zone, like wide open, extremely that was wide very open. Funny.
0: Look, I I like Jefferson too, and I do think in a lot of years he would have probably won Rookie of the Year. But Justin Herbert, what he is able to do at the quarterback position is just too impressive he for a, me a, to. You're hit. Uh, so defensive rookie <laughs> that's of the year. That's why
1: he's so good, though. Like that's. The... That should impress well, you even yeah, more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's
0: not distracted by women yet. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that should impress me more. Yeah, that makes me want to <laughs> Man, stick see with her a and more. And He was over here dotting everybody up.
3: <laughs> I forgot he was taking so high. He was taking it at six for real though.
0: Uh, defensive rookie of the year. To be honest, on
1: defense, I didn't really know. I, I didn't really know that many rookies that stood out, except for Chase Young. <laughs> but that's like the biggest name.
3: I will yeah, agree, Chase Young. I, I mean, he's just the name. He's just the yeah, guy. Yeah, that's just like. Yeah, he really is. We knew he would be Did good, you? and he he turned out to be good.
0: So like you have to give it to him.
2: Yeah, I chase. I I agree.
0: Yeah, and I I think there there were some other guys, but I do agree though. Chase Young, especially um later in the season, really started to get into a groove, and he showed why why he was really the best overall prospect in that draft. And of course, he was drafted number two overall. So. Good for him. Uh, comeback player of the year.
2: My boy, Alan Smith. You came back from like a no leg. My man had no leg. I have to agree. He <laughs> had no leg. <laughs> I have to agree. That no infection
3: almost took his leg. And to come back and, you know, maybe not the best record in the world, but lead a team into the playoffs. May have taken some help from the Eagles to get there, but. <laughs> He's still, I mean, just to come back from that injury is incredible. That's probably why they tanked, so he can get into the playoffs.
0: <laughs> no, they didn't. They just don't. The, the, the Eagles didn't, couldn't give. They, they don't care. They they just wanted that number six draft pick. For real? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they would have got. Yeah, they just wanted the number six draft pick. They didn't want to be drafted ninth. They wanted to be drafted in six. Of course, the problem is if you lose your locker room, you have a lot more issues than whether you're three picks yeah. ahead or, picks <laughs> or not, but you know anyway i do agree alex smith is a comeback player of the year and you normally don't have stories where you really think did this man just die i mean did did he is he going to lose his life then is he going to lose his leg okay is he ever going to walk is he going to run and he actually has managed to find a way to get back on the football field and play quarterback and win games and now he's going to be in the playoffs i this should be a unanimous comeback player of the year. This should probably be comeback player of the decade. So, now coach of the year. This one's a fun one.
2: Andy Reid. Andy Reid. With 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 him actually actually trying, he won every game besides one. Because the last one we he rested everybody. But with him actually trying, he only lost one game. That's in that's amazing coaching. I can't I can't just just. Ignore
1: I that. think the I think the coach of the year should be Kevin Stefanski. Because he got the Browns in the playoffs, and the last time they went to the playoffs was in 2002,
3: and that's impressive. <laughs> I, I agree with Homero. I think Kevin Stefanski should win it, and um, I think any coach who would lead the Browns into the playoffs should win it.
0: Yeah, no doubt. After that
3: <laughs> 0-16 season.
0: Yeah, that was not very long and ago. So, so.
3: I just think Kevin Stefanski is really... I I mean, I've seen Baker Mayfield develop a lot more this year than he did last year. He almost regressed last year. And obviously, it's not all Kevin Stefanski, but I think he played a huge role in the team this year.
0: You're saying Freddie Kitchens wasn't any good? (laughs) My boy Freddie? Wasn't my
3: favorite coach in the world.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, I'm tempted to say Stefanski, but I'm going to go Brian Flores, the Miami Dolphins head coach. And and look, this kind of goes back into last year, too, but wh- whatever. I mean, you know, it's it's my pick, so suck it. <laughs> Brian Flores last year took a team that was supposed to be the worst team. Like, we were making memes about him, about how they were going to go 0-16, and would they maybe go 1-15? He managed to get them to five wins and beat a playoff-bound Patriots that was trying, not like they were resting their stars. The Patriots were trying. They managed to beat them in Week 17, Get a good run into the next season. And they finished now 10 and 6. And look, they did miss the playoffs. They didn't have a great last game uh, against the Bills, but probably partially the Bills also are that good.
2: They need a Fitz magic.
0: They did not. Yeah, they they, they could have used some Fitz magic there in the second half. That's what they've ha- been having to do is, you know, start two and then put Fitz in the second half. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's closed but. out. You know, couldn't do that when he had COVID, so but I also think
2: though Or oh, you could've. It's Florida. Nobody cares.
0: You know, I think though Yeah yeah, really. <laughs> just, just, um, just don't tell nobody. <laughs> I, I do think that's interesting though, how he actually managed to have two quarterbacks and not break the locker room. Tell me anyone I else that could they, do that. The
1: locker room liked both of them. T-
0: tell me anyone else that could do yeah. that. I, I don't know if you can. So
1: yeah, that's like that's what the Eagles are having troubles right now.
0: Now, offensive player of the year. There's also a lot of good candidates here. What do y'all think?
2: King Henry.
1: I have Kelsey.
0: Jose. I, I would prefer you defend. <laughs> her.
2: Was I supposed to keep talking? I just wanted to say King Henry because he's he's my he's my homie.
0: Yes, you can. I say I agree
3: that. with Jose.
2: Okay, so okay, here, I think give up, I'm gonna give my points for King Henry. Shut up, Sean.
3: You know, you didn't talk, so I was gonna reinforce the points.
2: Yeah. Okay. So my man King Henry, he had, he had two thousand rushing yards in the season. He's only the sixth player in NFL history to do that. He's had he had seventeen touchdowns for the season. Seventeen rushing touchdowns. Two hundred. Two hundred. Uh, I mean, two thousand rushing yards. Sixth. Uh, sixth person to ever reach that, and uh. A fun stat actually is that if Henry would have not gotten any touches past the second half he would have still had a 1000 and like a 20 which would have still put him like number 4th in the rankings for this uh season. That's just crazy to me. Also that stiff arm is deadly. You you saw grown men
1: he's bigger than the people trying to tackle him. What
2: do you mean? <laughs> I, I, know I know it'll be a dumb decision, but I want to get stiffed on by Derek Henry just to know how it feels like.
0: <laughs> you just want the I honor. don't think you'd survive. I, I,
3: don't th- I don't think it feels good. <laughs> but no, I agree with Jose. He was first in rushing attempts this season. He finished with five point yard, 5.4 yards a carry. And um, I know another guy on this list that Homero mentioned who did really well this season especially for his position but I just can't deny the fact that this king got 2,027 yards this season
0: Homero, your
1: pick I
3: have Travis Kelsey for offensive player of the year
1: just because he was a tight end you know uh, usually tight ends aren't aren't up there with receiving yards and Kelsey he broke the record for most receiving yards by a tight end So I think that was kind of impressive, just because a big man was able to do it. And even though uh, Derrick Henry did kill, like, that 2,000 yards, if he is the only sixth player to ever reach that, that is impressive. But I think it's more, because his position is to run, so that's, like, impressive. But Travis Kelsey is a tight end, so I think it was more impressive for him to be up there. His position is
2: to catch, especially with the the Andy Reid system. He's like the number. He's, he's
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how, that was more impressive. But he's ba- Like he's a big yeah, man. He, he's a tight end, he, and he was.
2: He's basically the first option. Like the people is he is probably not even Tyreek anymore. He's probably Kelsey because he look Mahomes looks for Kelsey more than he looks for Tyreek. Tyreek now.
1: That still made me want to pick Kelsey.
0: I don't necessarily think that's the valid argument for it. I I actually agree. Derrick Henry is the offensive player of the year for you know two thousand yards. He still gets five point four yards a carry. I mean, I I know my likes couldn't handle that. So. I do like Travis Kelsey a lot. I, I do think what he's done, the reason he is the first option is because he is that talented, I think. And he is Mahomes' security blanket. So I like Travis Kelsey, but I got to go Derek Henry. Also, we got to mention, though, Devontae Adams uh, led the league in receiving yards. We have to mention. And we have to also mention our MVP candidates, but we'll, we'll get there in a little bit. Defensive player of the year.
1: My pick for defensive player of the year is TJ Watt. TJ was a part of the Steelers defense who had the third best defense in the NFL. The Steelers were number one in sacks and 13 points allowed. TJ Watt led the league in sacks with 15 and he had 43 tackles, two for some with one interception.
2: My pick for the defensive player of the year has to be Savian Howard. Just what he did on defense was amazing. He got 10 interceptions throughout the season, which was leading the league. And uh, that's the most interceptions he's ever had in a season. And he was just like that key point for that uh, Dolphins defense, which was very critical in a a lot of games.
3: For Defensive Player of the Year, I have TJ Watt. I think Aaron Donald had a great year, but I just don't think it competes with the level of play that TJ Watt had. I think he should win Defensive Player of the Year.
0: And, and yeah, and I, I agree with you and, and O'Mara. I think T.J. Watt really is a defensive player of the year. I hope I'm not giving Aaron Donald the kind of the LeBron James treatment or the Tom Brady treatment where, where we just expect him to be good. But I, I think T.J. Watt's season really is something special, and now, now he can show his defensive player of the year award to J.J., assuming T.J. gets it, of course. Most valuable player.
3: I think Jose and I have the same pick here. Aaron Rodgers. Yes, sir. It's gotta be him. It's
2: gotta be, it has I thought to it be. might
3: have been Mahomes up into up into the Dolphins week. That's where he really lost it for me. Not just those three interceptions, but the but the following weeks after that, he just didn't look the same and the Chiefs didn't look the same that those following weeks either. They won games but in weird ways.
2: Yeah, Rodgers kept it up. He finished the season with only five picks. <laughs> like, my boy, you threw for 40-plus touchdowns and only ended up with five picks. That, that's amazing. He got his 400-career touchdown this season, which was really impressive because he's the first quarterback to do it with the less amount of picks thrown with that, with that within that span, which is just crazy. But we're talking about this season only, not his whole career. Yeah, five interceptions, 40-plus uh, touchdown passes, has 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 the highest passer rating in the NFL, and only lost. Well, he lost only lost three times.
3: And I want to mention when he won MVP in. Oh, I just had it. When he won MVP in 2011, he threw 45 touchdowns and six interceptions. So he's thrown more touchdowns and less interceptions this season than he did his MVP season.
1: So I agree with Sean and Jose. My pick for MVP this season is Aaron Rodgers. After looking at the stats for Mahomes and Rodgers, Rodgers did throw for less yards, but he threw for way more, for 10 more touchdowns and far less interceptions. And he had the number one seed in the NFC, and that's pretty impressive, as having the number one seed in the AFC. It was only one win away from the number one seed in the AFC.
0: Yeah, and and for me, it's, for me, it's also Aaron Rodgers for all those reasons. I wanted to say Patrick Mahomes, even after the Dolphins game, it was really the Falcons game that got to me, but not just that. Also, how good, good Rodgers did against the Titans and then how he finished it off against the Bears. I think that that really sealed it for me where I finally flipped and said, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Um, Josh Allen is another candidate there. He started off really hot, didn't do as great in the middle, but really near the end is probably as good as anyone else in the league right now. And he will be somebody to watch. Of course, I picked the bills to win the Super Bowl, So I definitely think Josh Allen is that good. Derek Henry could honestly and maybe should get an MVP vote, but for all of us, it is Aaron Rodgers. And now, it is time for our special award: the Lee Three Pods Most Wasted Player of the Year. And I think it is unanimous: Deshaun Watson, feels the like the Houston it. Texans quarterback. It's him. It's really? got to be him.
3: Rest in peace. Yeah.
0: my man Deshaun Watson the quarterback for the Houston Texans he led the league in passing yards 4,823 now granted Jameis Winston led the league last year in passing yards but nobody thought he was the best quarterback in the league okay I mean he went 30 like 30 touchdowns 30 interceptions six picks sixes I mean I'll give credit to Winston he never was scared it's just could you be like I don't know a little more scared like I mean it was but anyway and the Buccaneers weren't that good of course now they have Tom Brady And Winston is now a third stringer on the Saints, apparently. But Deshaun Watson, he threw 33 touchdowns. He only threw seven picks. He finished 12th in QBR. It wasn't him. I mean, he had no running game. His old coach traded his best wide receiver to the Cardinals for basically nothing more than a bag of chips. I mean, they they got, what, a second-round pick and a running back who's washed, who's really no better than any other running back on their team, and it's just like, he has been put in every position to lose. And he somehow finds ways to keep the Texans in it. And J.J. Watt said it. I'm sorry we wasted one of your years. And Deshaun didn't even really know what to say. He was just like, well, I mean, I mean, because what? I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he totally wasted. He's 25 years old and you just waste his this 48 under yard 33 touchdown season on a what four and 12 team come on man like you should as a houston texans fan i'm very sad but i think we all agree deshaun watson is the lead three pods most wasted player of the year and i i believe we should actually send this to the nfl and see if they'll do it but i don't know i think that would embarrass so many other teams uh Cause like what your team has the most ways to play or I don't know if they can like oh. honor that. I think that would <laughs> I think there'd be some PR issues there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just so sad to see.
2: He should just
1: nobody. I don't know how many, like that's he depressing. Should
2: leave. should leave the Texans. They're trash.
0: Should, he should go to the Saints. Should
2: not. He should go to the we Saints. We can't pay him, the Saints.
0: but we could use he him. He signed a big contract though. I mean, so he's, he's probably going to be in Houston for a while and he's, Hopefully they'll you know not actually gonna enjoy it. you know give him receivers or a defense or something a running game. Imagine if line. Watson
1: had our number one receiver.
0: No, <laughs> no, man. I mean, you hope they actually hire a good head coach that will help him too, like Eric Bieniemy or Arthur Smith. Y'all
2: want to take they'll Mike McCarthy? That'd really be good,
0: but at the same time,
2: y'all want Mike McCarthy?
0: No, we would not take Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> we would
2: add, no, no, we would not.
0: Mike McCarthy's the go. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's blasphemy right you there. You could God. call him one. Thought Jason Garrett was bad. Making Cowboys fans eat their words <laughs> everywhere.
3: Oh, you could get Freddie Kitchens.
0: We could get Freddie Kitchens. We could get Freddie Kitchens. Oh my gosh. He
3: may regress quarterbacks, but you know.
0: I mean regress what damage is. That oh wow, we go from what a five win team to two win team, oh you have to do great. Better draft picks. Get better draft picks and we waste them all. Well, guys, and I know I I, I just kept talking near the end, um, but I do want to get a little more serious. Um we are still in a pandemic. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Sean has COVID 19 as we speak.
3: I have COVID.
0: It's real, guys. No. <laughs> yes, it is yes, it is real. Um and I
3: lost my sense of smell.
0: Yeah, you did. And it's to me it's crazy sometimes. I think all of us are guilty in some way of not doing everything correctly. But at the same time, like you really can get it just not doing a whole lot and then get it basically in your own home. I think that's something because Omero, you had, COVID, as had matter COVID fact,
1: and I got it in my backyard.
0: You got it right in his backyard. I, I feel like, <laughs> that, I feel like that's a really classic saying. I just can't think of it right now, but we all need to be careful. There is a vaccine and the end of the pandemic is near. We can't screw it up now, but there's another thing that I want to talk about. And as we were recording our first segment, uh, we heard that the Capitol was getting breached and, um, As you all know, I left it in when we were talking. Uh, A woman had got shot. That woman has passed away. I don't care what you think. There is no way you can support what happened today at the Capitol building. The president did not explicitly support it, but he almost did. And it's, it's saddening to see. And we all need to come together right now. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher. Uh, allegedly, we're on Google Podcasts. I haven't been able to find us. Um, I'm going to have to contact Google. Uh, they're pissing me off, I'm going to be honest. But uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. It's it's all cool. It's all cool. Tell your friends. Tell strangers. Yell to the world. I don't really care. That There's nothing you could do more heinous than what happened in the Capitol. So, I mean, you know, it, it, whatever works. You know, I don't really care. Everybody be ready for our next <laughs> episode in two weeks. Thursday, January 21st. We'll preview the conference championships. We'll talk about more NBA action, and we'll see if we're just total idiots. Um, you know, hey, with that, goodbye to everyone, and tune in in two weeks. Goodbye. See y'all later.
2: Right, I need to go take a